Hey zookeepers, it's one of your three favorite Hollywood kaiju bad boys, Martin here. And we just had on special returning guests Aaron Klopfer and Drew Brown to kind of talk about The Venture Bros, Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Heart, an enjoyable ending to an unforgettable show. Just a heads up, this is for sure a bit more of a general discussion than a structured review, uh, and it is absolutely nasty with spoilers. Just a reminder, if you are enjoying Podzuki, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or throw us a follow on Spotify. And if you'd ever like to get in touch with us or have something you'd like us to say on an episode, we'll read anything. So tweet at us. Um, not Twitter. It doesn't, it's not Twitter anymore. We have the Gmail. Hit me with that intro. To Ghidra, what is Ghidra's? Ten to one, he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, What's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. Hey, Aaron, what's an example of an illegal phrase that you definitely wouldn't say on our podcast? I'm going to kill Joe Biden. Joe Biden. I'm going to kill the president. But are you freaking father of time? Because just give that guy another year. <laughs> He's old. I'm gonna, is, that, is that a bit you're doing? Yeah, my, my new, my like, new uh, comedy bit's like, uh, you ever hear about this father of time guy? <laughs> yeah, top. he's like the end of the last crusade in slow motion. He he really is. Especially like how much it ages a person. Like those pictures of uh, Obama when he started and then after yeah. he uh, uh, strike drone a wedding. Uh, I think it's always interesting to see those comparisons. I want to see how they're Strike drone. Yeah. If their wieners change, I want to see if their wieners change. I think it makes their wieners bigger, and that's why people yeah. want to be president. Oh shit! <laughs> I think they all got bigger hogs after Wait, it. How old do I have to be? Yeah, I hope 30. we're. I hope we're not still teaching kids that you should want to be the president because you yeah. shouldn't. You shouldn't want to be the president. That was such you a stupid thing. To be yeah. the president. <laughs> I remember being a little kid like you could be the president if you want. And I was like, dude, go be a tradesman, join yeah. the union. I mean, even before Trump, I think everyone had that realization like you have to be a complete sociopath to want to be president. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, it's like only like maybe Jimmy Carter got in. That was the only like halfway decent guy, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, welcome to Carton Around, the only Jimmy Carter podcast that's uh, on the airways right now. I'm one of your Carter heads, Brandon Kirkman. Uh, I'm a uh, uh, Garfield head, <laughs> Luke Evans Slip. Uh, he hates Mondays and getting assassinated. Yeah. Mm. Uh, cartridge. Cart fan number three, Martin Phillips. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, it'd be a platformer. It's peanut themed. Um, Big Carter fan. Oh. Um, uh, um, wait, do I have to do a fake name? Yeah, you do. We're not uh, gonna change. We're not gonna change it all the whole podcast. Uh, um, uh, hmm. I'm chat room Aaron. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that'll work. Yeah. Uh, age. ASL baby. ASL, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll do. Uh, <clears throat> I'm Philip Bridge. Oh, that's a really good one. That's, that's, good. that's been a big thing in my friend groups back home. Is Bridge jokes is like pants, and Philip Bridge is like shooting your pants. Oh yeah, that's a, a really good one. Am I the only one did, who did my real name? <laughs> who were you doing? I think I did. I, did, I, I, did, I, I was Carterhead Brandon. I did my real name. I was oh, just okay. a cartridge instead of a Podzuki Kaiju Hollywood bad boy. Oh, like, I uh, thought we were all gonna do different presidents, but uh, we oh. could do like and a cartridge and a pear tree. Remember that song? Yeah, I've never seen it with a beard before. Yeah, well, I'm I'm growing it out because I need to grow a mustache 
So the best way to do it is to grow a beard so you can have it that's where it doesn't what, look that's weird. That's what I did because I don't like beards anymore. They itch too much. Yeah, they so really itch. I do this occasionally because it feels like being a character. Uh, or something. Uh, I, I want to say now for the listeners at home, uh, we have Drew Brown on. He's looking really great. He's got yes. a great mustache. Mm-hmm. He's back. Luscious. He's back and he's back for more. Um, he has the mustache I want right now. I'm growing out a mustache because for Halloween I'm going to go as Pepino Spaghetti from uh, Pizza Time. <laughs> oh, of course you are. Oh, yeah, I'm going to okay. Google or Pizza Tower. Pepino I just like the name. Yeah. I was just giggling at the name. It's a good name. Oh, the whole game. It's a great the whole name. game's a giggle fest, in my opinion. It's really funny. It's also really fun. Is it related to Burger Time? Just different. Times. It's more insane. I feel like it's somebody described it really well. Somebody made one of the best modern platformers based off WarioWare, but it looked like a Nicktoons cartoon from the nineties. Um, it is a really <laughs> good platform. Yeah, I'm gonna dress up Faye's little pizza slice. So. Oh yeah. Hmm. I became quite a gamer since I lived in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, what have you been gaming? Like the Dark Souls and Elden Ring. Oh, yeah, big into the real gamer. I got so I got Elden Ring right when it was on summer sale, but then a week later, Baldur's Gate three came out, so I've been playing that. So I'm gonna play Elden Ring after I finish it. So it was pretty good gaming back to back. How's Baldur's Gate? It's on my list. Oh, it it fucking rules. It is. I'm so pleasantly surprised. Well, I mean, I knew it was at least gonna be baseline all right because Divinity two. <laughs> Uh, was a really fun game. That's the whole team that made Boulder's Gate 3. Nobody's mm-hmm. played Divinity 2. But the original Boulder's Gate series is like probably one of the best Western RPGs. Um, just real exciting topics to get into. The Western RPGs is such a Brandon like, hyper-specific. <laughs> Listen, Western RPGs, JRPGs, and then tactical RPGs. Think yeah, Brandon's just an RPG yeah. fiend. I know what a Western RPG is. That's not yeah. that esoteric. I thought, well, I esoteric, thought were... but not. Yeah, maybe you're a fucking idiot. Do you ever think about that, Aaron? You piece of shit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been exposed. That's right. This is actually not the Carter cast. This is uh, wehateaaron.com. Uh, um, Aaron Carter. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's dead now. R. Oh, yeah, R.I.P. Sorry to bring R. that up. And uh, then his the older elder Carter like was just arrested for molesting someone or something. The elder Carter. <laughs> he got it. I thought I saw on Reddit. Wait, that so, was, sorry. Like the guy from the Backstreet Boys is where Aaron Carter's brothers. Yeah. In, right. Uh, yeah. Can we just call him Big Carter? This is I saw something on Reddit and didn't click on it. <laughs> that I think uh. we discussed before. Mm. Yeah. Nice. It's a real Tim Allen moment. Mm-hmm. Man, that dude was fucking funny. Too bad he died from huffing his own farts. <laughs> yeah, he, he, R.I.P. Tim Allen. He OD'd on farts. Yeah, that's how I hoped. I was that. watching Tool Time. I was house sitting last weekend, yeah. and that usually I just whatever TV zones what I'm watching. It's really uh, just the Tool Time part, though, not the rest mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah, just, it was super just cut. The, yeah. Uh, I only want Con. Give me Con. Like none of that. His son has cancer, or whatever. It's just tools. Did his son get cancer at one point? He all he had so. a cancer scare. Jonathan real, Taylor uh, Thomas. It got real dramatic apparently. They made him emo for a little bit. Oh, that was the youngest son. Really a thing. The cancer scare one was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who was the middle child, I think. On on Podzuki, we talked about the the JT because I feel like we I remember asking how he's doing. I remember it was not well. We definitely did. I, it's been a couple of years since our last check in, but we can do a. a oh, we should do it. We should just do a JT check in. <laughs> did we do the Santa Claus or something? No, I think we were just talking and thinking about him. That was a good one. Yeah, I feel like he just kind of... When you talk about that that specific time period for long enough, he's bound to come up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Martin, you've been lifting weights, my dude? No. And just jacking hard? Just... Just eating more. He looks really good. Pretty no, impressed. But you're, He's looking pretty good. You look. That, that you look. That's, that's an picture. old picture. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. You mean. look strong. Yeah. That joke totally works on well, a podcast. <laughs> He's a good. Very, very nice hair. I went the opposite direction in life. You know. Right. I'm coming back around to your your way soon. Uh, you gotta shave it. 
I'm thinking. No. I, I, I like my long hair well enough, but I am growing it out for a very specific bit, and then I never uh, want to deal with long hair again. Do you feel comfortable sharing the bit? Hmm? Oh, yeah. I'm just recreating a picture my mom took in the 80s. She had very long hair. I'm very close. Cool. We have, like, the exact same face. That's not a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's how not that, a bit. How is that not a bit? It just feels like you're recreating something sentimental and sweet. I don't see the irony in it. I, well, it's it seems bit. like a wholesome, beautiful thing. It's a yeah. That's still a bit to me. Like a bit doesn't have to be irony latent. Like, okay. It can just it can just be a thing. All right. <laughs> this episode of Yell at Aaron is going really well. So <laughs> Tonight Sorry. we are talking about Get Radiant ready. is the blood of the baboon heart. The Venture Brothers movie, and I guess probably just Venture Brothers in general. Yeah. yeah. It'll let everybody go around the table. We'll talk about our experience with the Venture Brothers. I've Fine. been watching from the beginning. I remember when they aired the original Flash pilot on Adult Swim. I thought it had something to do with Freakazoid. And uh, Jimmy Danger, I think it was, was the bit from Freakazoid that was a Johnny Quest uh, parody. And it didn't have anything to do with that, although it was a Johnny Quest parody and fell in love with humor. And then I thought it was just going to be a one-off till like a year later or maybe even later that year when they mm -hmm. premiered the pilot. wasn't in Flash anymore, and but it was still the same humor. And yeah, watched it. Went through the years in between every season where you had to wait. And yeah, I'm with it the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. And they do really <coughs> bounce around for when they turn it out or not yeah it would be it would be like i think the smallest amount of time they had between seasons probably two years yeah yeah it's just been a really fun pet project for the two and it's kind of a really nice thing to see i feel like i i read all the stuff on jonathan taylor thomas the jt chicken <laughs> he just he's been on a few episodes of last man standing just for his like, brief cameo and he's just been directing and he's a active member with the sag after us so good for him oh, perfect yeah. i can't wait good. for recommendations so i can tell people to not watch last man standing yeah nice it's, i really a... love that it's been maybe like six years since i've done this and it's just the format of like luke's trying to talk about the movie and then brandon's just derailing it yeah. <laughs> like his life depended on it he's not derailing like i was uh, i was waiting with bated breath to hear about jonathan taylor thomas you're right <laughs> i'm sorry i'm being a little stinker today yeah we really fucking hate it um, <laughs> it really sucks here uh here. So, as far as we're all concerned, Eric can shut the fuck up. My, <laughs> we guess the my, my introduction to, to Venture Brothers. I thought you was, called me Eric, so it's like that's like such an extra way to insult me. <laughs> just get my name wrong. Hey, uh, Eric Kloppen. Hey, Eric, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Derek's on timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do want to say we all love Aaron very deeply. I oh. always feel bad when we start doing this. No, I, 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 it feels comfortable and familiar. Mm. He's a very sweet boy. Uh, same as Luke. I remember seeing that first pilot. Growing up, Like I fucking loved Johnny Quest. So being, uh, yeah. seeing like a parody show of it, I was like, wow, this is incredible. Did, yeah. did, did, did you fuck with Real Adventures of Johnny Quest? Yeah. No, I I remember specifically I had a toy from a like pizza toys promotion. Were cool. <laughs> Those toys were cool, dude. But I don't remember ever actually seeing that that version of Johnny Quest. I only I didn't watch it when it was originally on, but I watched it when they re-aired it on Toonami. Like before mm. Toonami became all anime, when the only anime they had was Sailor Moon. Yeah. And otherwise, it was like old Thundercat reruns. Think Dragon uh, Ball Z too. They no, they had Sailor Moon, then they brought oh. in Dragon Ball Z. And then anime really caught on on Toonami. Yeah, it's gun specifically Gundam Wing is when it really kicked off. Oh yeah. Oh, I think. 
tell you the whole structure and all that. Man. Yeah. It's but like, anyway, sorry. History. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Also, yeah, been following for years. Love it very much. There was obviously a, a period of time where I was like not really following it and just like, oh, it's back. That's wonderful. Yep. So, <clears throat> Venture Brothers has been around. I've been watching Venture Brothers for a majority of my life. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. It's really wild because it's the only show really from the original Adult Swim lineup that's still going other than Aqua Teen Hunger Force if you count that too. <clears throat> Which I think is really interesting. But I, I also saw the original pilot on um, Adult Swim. And I remember specifically thinking like this was all really good but I don't really care too much about this masturbating technology guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of good they dropped that bit pretty quickly. Uh-huh. But I it, guess uh, I'll share my experience because I'm being very brief. <laughs> Never watched the show. Aaron mentioned the movie last night. I threw it on and did not understand it because I never watched the show. <laughs> We're bringing fresh eyes for this yeah, episode. So that's, that's my take. Did you have any uh, laughter moments during this movie? The Brick Frog, I remember that. Oh, <laughs> Brick Frog. <laughs> Brick I like really that. <laughs> that's like, and it's probably not even a big joke in the movie. It's yeah. a very little one. Did Aaron did show you any other episodes or did you only watch the movie? Only the movie. I've been aware of that show forever. I just never watched it. I say, did you fuck with Adult Swim at all? A like little any? bit, but I don't know. There's just... I'm very bad at watching things, I guess. There's just a lot of stuff out there I've not seen, and there's no reason for it. I mean, thanks to you, you introduced the beautiful world of Ballmasters to us, though, which yeah. we really did enjoy a lot. I liked uh, Tim and Eric a lot on Adult Swim. Oh, Some yeah, Aqua Teen, but that's, that's about all I watched. Yeah, and for the listeners at home, for our game section, I'm going to have you all list the original ones and uh, your rankings for them, <laughs> which yours might be a little bit more straightforward, it sounds like. Uh, I, I feel like it was like such a golden era for... like. Um, I hate saying the term adult animation, but it's the only thing I can say of, like, uh, adult swim of, like... Because you had that going at the same time with, like, Aqua Teen, or the same time as Aqua Teen, but also Venture Brothers, and then Home Movies when they brought that back, Harvey Birdman, C-Lab 2021. Well, it's wild that, like, the rise of, like, adult swim is William Street, and kind of also the rise of Georgia is yep. an entertainment yeah. uh, capital. Tyler Perry just waiting in the background behind that building, like, looking back and forth. Yeah, like, they had William Street, like, they were just doing, like, uh, Space Ghost. Yeah. Which I guess was technically the second original program on Cartoon Network after the Moxie show, but that was just airing old cartoons. Right. So it was the first original program, and then they decided doing their own things. Adult Swim, when it first started airing, didn't have, like, the bumpers and shit. It wasn't called anything. It was just late at night, they would play, like, the Brack Show and C-Lab. And I remember coming across it and just being like, oh, they say damn sometimes. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember that, stumbling on it, hearing the curse words, like, oh, this is different. I think because I'm really old, um, I remember visiting my grandparents in Arizona, and they had cable, and we didn't at the time. And the, specifically, we turned it on one night when they were playing Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And I want to say, and it's not a joke, it was like a life-changing event to me, because me and my brother... Or laughing so hard. And it was literally like two seven-year-olds being like, can they say this? <laughs> can they do this? It's so weird. Um, I mean, I, I we'll talk about it as the episode goes, but like, there's so many uh, classics on Adult Swim, but it's really hard to beat the, the original Space Ghost Coast to Ghost, I feel like. So yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah, I remember just growing up whenever I would see that stuff, it just felt like kind of like home. Yeah. I was a very like, just glued to the TV kid. Yeah. Um, and just like every now and then I would just veer off and just feel like an alien in the world. And I would just sit back on TV and just watch Space Ghost or home movies and be like, oh, like I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so weird. I didn't know they do the pilot as a flash animation. That's really fucking cool. Um, but something that immediately stuck out to me for the movie when I watched it 
today while cleaning uh, was like, as far as I know, this is maybe his like last chance to do a Adventure Bros project, unless I misunderstood. It kind yeah. of. I mean, I think they could come back easily, but they they were working they put it out there. They were working on the eighth season, I believe is what it would have been. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you can obviously tell this movie it was they took an entire season worth <laughs> of stuff and condensed it into yeah. uh, a little over an hour and a half, about an hour and a half. But yeah, they were like it was. They were just going to cut a cold turkey. But then I think enough people made enough people online were like, "Well, okay, we'll give you a movie." Yeah. And they did that with a bunch of other Adult Swim stuff to try and squeeze some money out of the properties. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, this is part of a, I guess, a trilogy of films because the first one was Aquatine. Yeah, um, Aquatine. Then, 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 which then this one came out, and then the uh, Metalocalypse, the Army of the Doomstar that just yeah came out. just happened. Um, yeah, pretty much, and I guess just two peas. Uh, people our age <laughs> yeah. that uh, grew up on these shows and a lot of the fans like i'm part of the subreddit and i'm sure martin you probably are too wanted to come back i don't think it'll happen but you know you I, never know I, I would like it to i'm not going to be as as fervent as some of these other people doing letter writing campaigns and whatnot but i'm i'm here to support the show if if they can bring it back yeah um but yeah the, uh the reason i mentioned why like it was special watching because I, I thought the show was ending. Was I just... I love that there is one scene in the movie where they're just arguing over the meaning of several. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really good. I just love that they're like, this is our last chance to possibly say something with this <laughs> with this baby we made. And we're going to have a two-minute scene about what several means. It's <laughs> really good. There's some... I mean, I, I can't wait to get into talking more about the plot because there's some really funny scenes. I Overall, I really liked it a lot. Not to give away it, but like... Um, specifically the whole uh, reference to Darkman, which I really enjoyed for the factory. Uh, Zardos was dropped, which is always fun. I, I just love the idea, and it's not even a joke, but it is very funny, the scene of they're all prepared to take out the floating helper heads, and they instantly just get their asses handed to them. Just oh, really funny watching that. And I, and I so was, good. like, kind of horrifying scene. Oh, yeah. 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 A little bit of body horror. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's one scene where, like, uh, Hatred's robe flops up, and you see, like, this just blood coming out of his exactly. ass. Like, it's like, <laughs> I didn't catch that. No. <laughs> That's so good. It was uh, just funny. I, the whole buildup of them in the elevator saying that they were so assured and ready to take it down and then just <laughs> instantly getting fucked over so bad. So that was good. great. Uh, I gotta ask though, Drew, from like watching this, because this is definitely like a coalescence of so many years of <laughs> yeah. seasons. Could you like piece together what was going on or was it just really confusing? This is, honestly, some events were occurring and yeah. I watched it and then I didn't really know. I, I knew there's some depth though, though that I just was missing. Yeah. The the vampire and the wizard was probably especially confusing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like those <laughs> I feel like those are pretty straightforward parodies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got your Doctor Strange, you got your Blade. Yeah. That's so funny. I love that there is a Chicago vampire scene. Yeah. That was really made for us. us. Well, it's really like talking about Orpheus and Jefferson and Dean going cross country is like, you could really, most of my criticisms with the movie are things that aren't in it. Yeah. things they just yeah. didn't have time to do like with that road trip the alchemist didn't go on the trip with them oh, I think that that's so good when like i listened to the commentary and um jackson public says he didn't put him in there because he just couldn't have one more character having to say something every yeah. single scene because he already had too much to do and like that and okay i understand that that's probably the smart thing to do they can afford that dana snyder money yeah just you know a few lines that was all he was such a good voice actor mm. I mean, he still is. Yeah. <laughs> Did you kill him? 
Yes. Not forget. Yeah, there's still blood on my under my fingernails. Yeah. Um, what's that one thing called? Chekhov? Is it called Chekhov's gun? What's yeah, Chekhov's thing? gun. Yeah. Chekhov's Where gun. You put something yeah. in that comes out later. Pants monster. That's what I thought yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, the, the, it was something from one of the, something from like the original show Bible that they never got to use until just now. Uh, the clothing monster it's of the sum- of the garment district. Yeah, it's something. a something golem. Yeah, yeah. So golem funny. definitely. Yeah, because. Uh, but made, yeah. this brought up a really great, like, great, 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 great question. Sorry, I've been hanging out with the babies too much lately. Um, but I, I always thought about, like, if religious artifacts like Jesus Christ work on vampires, does that mean Jewish ones would work too? Yeah. Or are they godless people? Yeah. What, Aaron, I need you to answer. Oh, wait, are Jew, Jewish people godless? No, well, I mean, because isn't the whole, like, origin of, like, the crucifix working on Dracula's because it's, like, attuned to God? Well, to the people who invented Dracula's, I'm guessing no. Mm. Because... Or would would Jews make Dracula's more powerful? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that. I, I honestly don't understand what you're saying. I'm just, you so, know... So crosses and holy water... <laughs> right, uh, they're Christian vampires. artifacts. Yeah. So I think like a gefilte fish right. or, or a matzo would yeah. similarly hurt. Like it's more get, cultural than it you, is. Or well, okay, a, a what, rent what, increase. What about like a... <laughs> there we go. What about like There's a, the magic. a garlic matzo? <laughs> a garlic matzo? Yeah. I, I don't think garlic is, I guess... <laughs> like I feel like a Star of David should be as powerful as a crucifix to Dracula, right? I feel like even more powerful. It's more aerodynamic. Yeah. We gotta ask these questions. I'll... Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the person who probably came up with Draculas, or vampires, (laughs) probably wasn't wasn't a big fan of Jews either. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think because they were too powerful? Yeah, I I, I mean, who do you think the vampires are based on? Oh, no. That's right. Uh, I can't go down further on that. Oy vey! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of jokes coming in my head but I'm not going to say oh, oh yeah speaking I've, of uh, uh, Dracula I was reading an old notebook and came across a stupid joke like uh, open mic night Dracula that's pretty good already tonight I'm going to suck <laughs> <laughs> well if you just did that one joke and walked off that'd be a great set oh well, yeah <laughs> wait around for two hours <laughs> <laughs> oh man comedy um, you're doing comedy again aren't you yeah I went, well kind of I went to I went to Pressure on Tuesday and did a set after a year off with the baby. Yeah. And then I'm helping out with a D&D show as a producer that's uh, starting at Lincoln Lodge next Tuesday. Nice. Which I don't think we'll have this episode out in time, so it doesn't make sense for me to promote it. I'm really bad at my job. Then go to the next one. Yeah, go to the next one. Thirst for Adventure at Lincoln Lodge. Produced by me, Hobart, Meadow, Sadie, and Eric Morrison. It's, it's a really good show. Wait, what kind of show is it? I zoned out. Well, we're, uh, I'm just going to get into it now. We're doing like a, we're doing a D&D one-shot show where it's literally just having comedians play D&D. We're not doing like a funny, silly comedy show. Yeah. We would, we think it would just be fun to actually do a D&D one-shot with comedians because it'll naturally be funny. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I think, it'll, I think it'll pay off. I think it'll be good. Absolutely. And then we're stealing some ideas from Slender DMs of we're going to have the producers play some of the monster encounters in the game, actually. I miss that show so much. Yeah, it was really fun. Too good for its time. Too good. If COVID hadn't taken us down, we'd be we'd all be big shots, right? They would now. call it uh, Laugh yeah. Factory. Would they would change the slide into your DM factory? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, we wouldn't have that happen. <laughs> um, probably should get back to the episode, I guess. Though, oh, should sure. we should we do a full plot summary? Or should we just talk about our feelings about the movie Adventure Brothers? I, I feel like we just kind of talk about our feelings. Yeah, I don't know. Spoiler free um, episode. I, 
I, I can't imagine anyone going in in, in Drew's situation. I tried. Yeah, I feel I, like it'd be kind of like torture to Drew <laughs> just doing a plot summary no, guide. I just uh, I just watched that, you know, before bed because I, I had to change my usual routine of I'm 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I thought, I'll try this film now. And I watched it and I was just like, man, I think I was missing something. <laughs> missing a lot of, uh, you know, It'd be funny like 20 from... years of yeah, yeah. Some, some context and yeah. build up. But no, was, I, I still enjoyed it. It'd be yeah. funny if we really toted it up. Like, it's going to be really accessible. You should be able to get in there from, like, the get-go. The 20 years, but only, like, seven years of lore. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's only seven seasons. Yeah. yeah. But still, they get really into it. I'd say, like, decades worth of pop culture references. Yeah, surely. Talk about playing stuff even in little throwaway bits that you can't really hear because sometimes the sound design on the show wasn't the best. Yeah. I feel like they're the reason they made Klaus Nomi big again in uh, the American music scene. So He got big again? I didn't know that. I feel like that's definitely the first time I'd ever heard of Klaus Nomi. Oh, what was the music they used for the floating head scene? Oh, it takes two. To, uh, it takes two. Yeah. Is that what they did for the... Uh, for the helper bots, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that yeah. was It Takes Two. Yeah, it yeah. was, well, it was It Takes Two or it was a jacket. Yeah. That had to be so fun to write. Like, it's got to be so fun as a creative to just, like, here's our mu- here's our music montage scene. If they had to pay good money to get that song, it was perfect use because it was really fucking funny. <laughs> just the build up. And I, as soon as I heard the introduction, I knew what it was right away. I'm That's like, so yes. Funny. I got to rewatch that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess I could say some of my feelings on it too, which I'm really glad that they brought back Brick Frog. He's just an ongoing joke in the series of a guy oh, who shows okay. up that screams his name Brick Frog yeah. and then runs off usually with a brick. So fucking funny. Yeah, I'm so happy that exists. Yeah. Cause yeah, because they just summed it up real quick. Cause like his abilities of whatever, say his name and throw a brick and that was it. That's kind of the I think the thing that makes it fun for somebody like you to watch who have not seen Adventure Brothers is that... also very stupid at that. Oh, it's so stupid. No, not me. I'll say I'm also... No, I was about to say, but the show is got a really good sense of humor and is very stupid. I feel like it's pretty accessible. It's a very goofy show. It's it's got my favorite kind of naming conventions, which is just like very stupid wordplay. The Blood Vessel? The the Blood Vessel is so fucking good. It's a pretty funny name for a car for a vampire hunter. Like... Brick Frog is even an incredible name. I didn't realize that little divot in the in in bricks is it's called a, brick a frog. frog. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Like th- that's the thing. Every every villain, every hero, every single person in the show will have a name that has like multiple levels of of wordplay working for it, and it's so beautiful. Yeah. That's so cool. Except Chairman Wow. <laughs> I guess that that is multiple levels though. Now I think about it, Chairman Mao, I mean, Chairman Wow, Henry Killinger too is another great classic oh, one yeah. too. Doctor oh, Henry Killinger. Yeah. Did you guys watch the after credits? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was really. I thought that was really sweet because, like, of course it's a dumb joke, but at the same time, it means that like he wanted them. Yeah. yeah. Like the, it's just like. Oh, and then the scene before where yeah. he said like whoever gave birth to you loves you. Yeah. yeah. And they do. Yeah. He only said that to Dean, not to Hank. Yeah. <laughs> but we all know Dean's the favorite still. show now. Oh, yeah. They've displayed many times in the show. So funny. I uh, I do like the conclusions of like basically the trajectories of Hank and Dean too. I mean I, I think it was more open ended for the ending they did for it too, but I like that it's the wrap up of uh Hank always having his uh, imaginary friends and being like, Yeah, you don't need these anymore, you're like in college. That's so funny. Uh, which which of his 
personas or friends to, are, are your favorite? Mine is the tracksuit guy. Uh, no, it's Batman, Russian guy. Sure. Russian guy. Russian, Russian guy's pretty good. The bat. The Batman's so fucking funny. Well, it's an ongoing joke in the show too. Especially oh, yeah, it's the bat. Yeah. Yeah, he would just fall into different characters. Yeah, Enrico Matassa. Uh, I guess Hank, the, the detective dude, was just Hank. Yeah, Hank is a gum shooter. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the end, or towards the end, when they were all beating up Dean, like it was really funny that the detective noir dude was like, I got something for you. Like, it was just so funny. That, like, <laughs> yeah. They really... I don't think they really... Did Hank and Dean write? And, like, I mean, Dean never really redeemed himself towards Hank, I don't think. And mm. Dean's kind of a fucking asshole in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, for, for, for better and for worse. Yeah, the whole where, like, he thinks he got bit by, by a vampire and he's turning into a vampire thing. Like, that doesn't really track. It's kind of there oh. and you forget about it. And it's it's just a stupid. funny throwaway joke, though, at the end of they just say it's his necklace that hit him against the neck. Yeah, well, it's kind of the, like, anti-climax, like, Venture Brothers would do all yeah. the time, but yeah. it's still just like, okay, you didn't need to do that. That's kind of, that's something you needed, they could have gotten rid of very easily, and maybe not. Because, yeah, it, that part just made Dean seem super self-absorbed, yeah. and you never really get past that in this. And for the whole show, was he self-absorbed, or they just really heightened it? Not really. It really wasn't until, in, like, season four, when he kind of, quote-unquote, grew up. And, like, started, like, dyeing his hair and talking more like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, they, they both started to kind of grow up more after season three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was after. character development started happening. Yeah, really. Like, they kind of started developing before that. But it really was, I think, with season four. Whenever, after Operation Prom. Okay, that would have been season five, then. Because season, oh, Operation, Operation Prom was the last episode of season four. I'm pretty sure it's the oh, last episode of season three. Something really? I think we should uh, no, no, describe no. to Drew is what, who's the the new bodyguard they have the doctor uh, or not the oh, pedophile? Uh, yeah, oh, no, Sergeant, Sar- Sergeant, Sergeant Hatred. Sar- so that guy, Sergeant Hatred, they he has to take medicine so it doesn't have pedophile. Yeah, no, no molestol. Yeah, <laughs> so no, is that what's called? Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but that only comes apart. That only comes as a side effect of the super soldier serum that the OSI made him take in the 80s. <laughs> so, so a side effect of it is he's a pedophile? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, so he has to take a medication to not be a pedophile? Yes. Yeah. That, but he has to take it every day? Yes. They never say it has, he has to take it every day. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, he usually does. And there's also just, I know that the two series writers, uh, Jackson and uh, Doc Hammer, didn't kind of don't like the pedophile jokes <laughs> like yeah. oh yeah they kind of grew out of it yeah like, which... well we already got this character here and we've because they originally before sergeant hatred was anything more than an idea of a character mm-hmm. and hank mentioned he's the one who touched them inappropriately so then when they bring him in they have to make him a pedophile because they said it which is something i always liked about the show if they meant if they said something they remembered it yeah, yeah, even even the dumbest little side mention will be brought up again as as a character like five seasons down the line. I think we had this discussion before, but I think the reason that the Venture Brothers still feels better than anything going on in the MCU or ever will is that like the sardonic humor of the MCU where everything's like, oh, can you believe this is happening right now? Like the writers aren't taking their world seriously. I think it's the opposite with the Venture Brothers and Doc Hammer and the whole team is like they take it seriously, but they make the characters written to be funny in the world they live in and you know actually living in those characters yeah and i think that's one thing i've always really admired and it's like you said if they had a throwaway joke with a character they make it actually a part of the world 
and right into it instead of like we're gonna make a stupid throwaway joke for fucking ant-man 3 or whatever you know yeah i also like that they do make fun of the mcu in this movie too oh yeah specifically at um god what's oh, the oh. shitty x-men throw off i forgot Nobody likes them that much where we can't remember their name right now. What, X-Force? No, the... What are they called? Inhumans! Oh, oh yeah. Inhumans. I have to know about mutants on the moon. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good joke. Uh, and um, you got a little bit of Doctor Z and uh, Red Mantle and Dragoon. Um, you know, they, yeah. Red Dragon and... Or, sorry, God. Red Mantle and Dragoon are responsible for, I think, my favorite... My favorite joke from the entire series. Hmm. And I know you won't be familiar with this. <laughs> Uh, it's, I don't know it's the, what it is. Well, it's it's the episode when they're first combined. Yeah, it's, it's the very end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, the last where, line. As soon as stuff is done. Um, so, oh god, you gotta explain. These, it. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. These these two characters have both been knocked out by another character named Phantom Limb, who ended up grafting one's head onto the other's body. Mm-hmm. So that's why they walk around like the two headed man. Um, at the end of the episode. Uh, they pick up a device and they're like, I guess two heads are better than one. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Well, I just got tired of waiting. Yeah. Tried, I've been waiting to see What does that have day. to do with anything? Yeah, it's really <laughs> a joke. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just, I think the reason the series has done so well over the 20 years it's been around is they're just, they're good writers that take the world seriously, but also the characters are still funny inherently too. Uh, but I mean, with like some well-written drama into it, it's, uh, I feel like, it is funny to watch how the MCU has been started around the same time as this, too. And it's become an abomination where the Venture Brothers still feels kind of good and fresh with it closing out like this, too. That's really good. Oh, it kind of yeah. worked in the same way the MCU originally, originally did, because all the characters grow organically. Yeah. Like I was talking to someone the other day, that first Iron Man movie, they basically wrote it as they were making it. Like, we wrote the script to get a feel for what the universe was going to be and it was organic like friggin' robert downey jr saying i am iron man at the end that set the tone for the entire universe mm-hmm. and that was he came up with a head yeah and like yeah they would just let the characters kind of figure themselves out because yeah it didn't wasn't really till see and you were right early it would have been season five operation problem was the end of season four but yeah, not until around like season three when the characters really started to show some change. You started getting episodes about uh, Billy and White and their backstory. Oh, yeah. And we're just, okay, now suddenly I care about these characters. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good show. I feel like if you've enjoyed the movie, Drew, if you go back and watch the series, it'll be, it'll be a real pleasant uh, walkthrough, I feel I like. I should just watch it totally in reverse. Yeah. Since I started with the last thing they did. That yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that'd be very interesting. A, a much different way to fill in all those puzzle pieces. <laughs> yeah. It probably would be fun, though. Oh, definitely. It's like each season you get a little piece that you're missing before. Should do it true. Yeah, because like in this movie, I see like what two guys dressed as moths. Like I bet they got up to semantics. Oh, they were yeah. oh, so boy. funny. There was a third guy that died. <laughs> oh, like... the uh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Everybody loves Raymond, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, twenty one. Yeah. yeah. Like their glass cutter. No, twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. The whole glass cutter bit, you know, where it's like that is really good. <laughs> solid. So good. There's a lot of really good bits in general with that. Just like uh, just like being a supervillain, weird little. Oh yeah, quirks that would happen. Yeah, just just talking about those cliches, talking about yeah. the talking about classic villainy, getting one of those classic bombs that's just round, has one of those whips yeah, coming out. Yeah, of it. a bunch of sticks of TNT with a clock wrapped around it. Oh, classic! I really, I really like the whole lead up of them going to the venture compound, and they're like waiting to do the announcements. Like, come on, just do do it with the voice. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really funny. 
Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many good, once again, they, they really honor the world they're in, but they still write the characters really well and make them funny. I like the, the term they kept using of specific porn that was on his phone. <laughs> a very funny way to refer to it as. It's so good. Yeah. I, uh, I wrote that down as like something I want to talk about in this, because <laughs> like, once again, like this might be their final way to express those characters and like, yeah. let's do a minute of porn jokes. Yeah. Which I feel like is perfect also for 21 because he's. I think he's one of the characters that have both grown the most, but is still that same character. Yeah, in the same way. No, that is a good question. What does everyone think 21's specific porn was? There's... Oh. Oh. Because I know a couple of seasons ago, it would have been edited shots of, of Mrs. the Monarch. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's over that, and he's on to something fresh. Maybe foot stuff? Foot stuff. Maybe inflation. Mm. I want to go with a really weird, like, furry kink, you know? Inflation? Like, yeah. e- economic? Yeah, I mean, he's really into, like, the idea of prices going way up. And he's like, oh, you want to buy this? you got to suck my Wait, <laughs> wait do they inflate genitals? What are you talking about? No, they, they do. It's a, it's a whole... It, go go to e621.net and wait. Type, type in inflation. Is it like a bike pump to the wiener? Yeah, well, or like the, the belly button or the mouth. I don't know. I've never heard about the belly button. I thought they just stuck it up their asses. The asses one, too. Up. There's yeah. a, you could do any orifice, really. You could do it here, probably. It reminds me of that Mario Party game where you... you yeah, yeah but, like, it's the same thing, but somebody's jerking to it. I thought it was maybe, like, balloon animal type stuff. I mean, well, it yeah, could be that, something. That's yeah. a good way to think about that's it. That's probably a good way to think about it. I would have just been, like, on the ladies of the with. 80s. I like women who are in sitcoms uh that picture of that the fappening picture of cat denning maybe the porn was something that could only exist in that universe and we can't our feeble this dimension we can't comprehend so like elder god porn almost yeah Uh, dude that rules something sci-fi yeah some sci-fi three buttholes Oh, there's our there's our clip for the episode. <laughs> yeah, timestamp yeah. that and send it yeah. in. Work them like a bowling ball. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> get those fingers deep. <coughs> and steer right. <laughs> uh, now we're just having fun. Um, yeah, I feel like there's just so many good little lines and throwaways like this. And I once again, I I do want to mention like uh, the one scene of uh, the elevator scene, which we haven't talked about before. They actually get to the helper bots they have to take down. The, just a really funny kind of way of him talking like you know yeah we could we could be brothers you like you know my dad was a kind of womanizer and he got around he knew your mom and it's just the look of uh him looking over and then helping them just fist fighting each other it's, it's just a really good cutaway joke like another, they're, they're another, solid writers another reference to throat meat oh yeah earlier with uh arch because yeah we haven't really talked about arch even since we're not oh shit yeah, yeah, yeah plot synopsis a new character what was her Mantilla. Oh, Mantilla, yeah. Her name was Deborah. She was Deborah awesome. St. Simone. And she was Mantilla, and she had this organization called Arch that was competing with the Guild of the Guild. Intent. But it's also something, it's something where they, since they compress an entire season, it's supposed to be she only had like the one ship and a few of the, of her acolytes, which were her henchmen. And they don't really explain how she got that. It was supposed to be that she was putting on the whole thing so that she could get close to Dr. and Mrs. the Monarch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite joke she had, I think it was so fucking good, was like her showing the wall. Of the oh monarch. yeah, you never go out to make a crazy person. Yeah, you never, you never try to make a crazy wall. Just happen. It happens <laughs> organically. It just, I, it was so fucking funny. That's like, I can't. I'll never forget that joke. Yeah, it's. I, it's there's a lot of classics <laughs> in this. Nice. 
I feel like it would be fun if you watched the series and then you went back to the movie and you'd be like, oh, this kind of makes sense. But I think the fun part would be realizing that some of it's just throwaway jokes that sound like it is a yeah. thing that happened in the world. Oh, yeah. And y'all got that she was like, like genetically Hank and Dean's mom, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I made that pretty obvious if you were just paying attention. Yeah, yeah no, she, she, she gave Rusty that stuff she wasn't going to use anyway. Yeah, her yeah. eggs. Herbs. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good. It's just an uh. Wait, I, I was deep cleaning during that scene. Wait, so the the animal, animal sanctuary lady was... She what? is the mother of uh, the lady who was running Arch. Oh, but Deb is Hank and Dean's? Yeah, yeah. she because they, it, it. Was, it was implied that she, in order to get her mom, have Rusty give her her mom's powers, she gave her his eggs. I gotta rewatch it because she said like I just gave him some trade him some stuff that I wasn't gonna use anyway. It's, yeah, it's, as usual, and, really good throwaway jokes that are like an entire plot. For and the then thing. Rusty took the eggs and put it in his stomach. Yeah, and made an artificial yeah. wo- designed an artificial yeah. womb. Yeah, so like, but you still need an egg. Is what yeah. I really like the idea that Helper's always been there and is basically yeah. their mom at this point. Oh, yeah. It's no, so no, cool. No, yeah, no, Helper's been around there since the '60s. That was a, a, a venture a senior invention. Yeah, that's true. I love his beeping so much. It just I'm gonna miss that a lot. Me. Yeah, that was the one with the shotgun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting all day for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I don't think it's the first time they've given him a shotgun either. No, no the in, yeah in season one, two. Yeah. Where they turn uh, Rusty into a giant caterpillar, and he right. gives he gives helper arm and attachments to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, Any Brock moments y'all liked? I mean, they're all pretty great. I, I just uh, a little sort of cowboy speech about the ventures, and they all it was laugh at nice, him. and them all laughing at it. Yeah, I think it shows the influence of being around them too long too, as well. And that you mentioned Chekhov's gun earlier. They mentioned like, oh, who would win a fight in a fi- win in a fight between Brock and Red Death? And you never get to see a fight between the two of them. Yeah. They, even if they'd done, like, I they I liked the post-credit scene they had, but they had a post-credit where, like, oh, they're about to fight, and then they just run at each other, and then that's yes. cut to black. That's, or, no, it, it fades into a painting, and they start playing Eye of the Tiger. What do you all think of Rusty's wiener? Pretty good. Yeah. What about they show his wiener in it? Yeah. They show his wiener. When? Um, when they pull his pants down. After, oh, at the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was censored. No, I, I saw like a flaccid, oh. unless I just looked at it wrong, but it was like a flaccid uncircumcised cock, right? Did your brain just like put a penis there? Is it censored? I thought, well, the one I watched I wasn't paying like a lot of attention to it, but I, f- I felt like it almost looked like his own face or something down there. I thought it looked <laughs> like just a little, little droopy, you know. Just I'm interested because I'm pretty sure, like, I rewatched this the series before the movie came out, and that like the first few seasons are censored, but then later seasons aren't censored. So mm-hmm. like you can see the monarch's penis in one scene in the uh, one where they have the dinner party. I can't remember the oh, name of that episode, but yeah, they're in the hot tub, and you see the monarch stands up to give a speech, and you see his penis. Yeah, that's so sick. I have to rewatch then, it, see if it's censored or not. <laughs> Oh, and the, you see uh, Sheila's boobs in the uh, episode where he goes to the Illuminati party. Yeah, you get to see a lot of genitals if you watch the show. It's kind of cool. So. Uh, more incentive. Yeah. <laughs> they, get, they, got, they get a little something for everything. They got it's something like, especially like, for daddies. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Put a little something in the for daddy. Like, yeah, who doesn't know anything about porn? But it's like, oh, there's, there's genitals in the show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that, that's all cartoon. Yeah. yeah, when you have to watch, you used to have to 
watch like a movie on HBO. Yeah, I was stumbling on that old cartoon Heavy Metal as a young boy. Oh, oh yeah. I'll, I'll watch the rest of that's this. Made, that's made like the perfect movie for a 13-year-old is Heavy Metal for sure. I've only ever seen it on TV, so there are bare boobs in that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Buddy, I remember great. getting the uh, HBO preview weekend, and I had a friend staying over, and that movie Species came on, where it's basically just a bunch of boobs about a alien that infects you know it's an, an alien female who comes to earth to breed and like it takes the guise of like a sexy female but there's a lot of boobs in it and it's some body horror stuff too but we only care about the boobs yeah body the body horror is just like a benefit of it all you know like yeah a little, a little plus <laughs> with everything um yeah it was out it was also it wasn't even the first species it was species two <laughs> yeah just look up if you're a 13 year old boy look up species a 13 year old boy with poor internet access or a... I'm just imagining just one 13-year-old boy listener. Just <laughs> yeah. finally been waiting for some trade. advice. <laughs> go to trade school, too. That's another thing I'll say. Yeah, go to trade school. Um, <laughs> like, definitely put energy and time into art. Yeah, that's what I agree with, too. It could but, be a new segment every week, just advice for that 13-year-old. You don't want to be president. Don't yeah. want to be president. Don't try and if be you president. Wanna be pre- if you want to be president... <laughs> Get a therapist immediately. Yeah, therapist. I like my therapist. He's pretty sick. Is, your, is, it, is it President Trump? No, I'll tell you his first name. <laughs> okay, what is it? Kevin. That's a good, that's a good therapist yeah. name. <laughs> Kevin! Um, yeah. The happiest he ever looked in the session was like, I told him I had sex. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. He, he was like, because he's kind of like a Chad. He's like, yeah. He was like, yeah. Did he do a fist bump like this? Like his yeah, eyes yeah. lit up. He wanted to do. I'm sure he wanted to do this if he wasn't my therapist. Yeah. For listeners, I was doing the hang ten or the. Is that is that a hang ten? The shaka bra. The shaka. I feel like it's still a hang ten though too, isn't it? I think that's interchangeable. Yeah. Either or. Yeah, well, good thing he didn't do this. You know. Uh... <laughs> was that a white power thing? Yeah, that would be really disappointing. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> would be a really weird reaction <laughs> to someone the hell Hitler. That would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I'm, I'm okay with hailing a cab, but Hitler? No, no, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, what's his rates though? If you're going across town, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. I'm yeah, stop. Uh, not enough good Brock scenes in there. Like I could have used yeah, a lot more Brock. Use, use I would have liked some Brock and Warion. Yeah, I would have liked to see Brock like. Not necessarily settle down, but have a partner. He never really, like, yeah. Maltov's the closest he had to a girlfriend. And they kind of said, not with this, like, Amber Gold wasn't even in the movie, but yeah. he was with Amber Gold for a little bit. And I thought, it was like, oh, maybe he could, Brock could actually finally find love now that he's done with Maltov, but they don't care. <laughs> That's a good point. I I do feel like he had some funny lines. Like, I, he said something about, oh, this fucking guy again or something, or this fucking thing again. Yeah. I forgot what it was. I'll have to rewatch it. Uh, but there was some well-placed, like, just him saying fuck. Yeah. That really got a laugh out of me. I loved his reaction when they're uh, chasing after Sheila, or, or Dr. Mrs. the Monarch, whichever listener would prefer, and they see the Ventec Tower take golf with this guy. Like, follow that! building yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a really good line reading i also <laughs> do like that um just like the end of him like dealing with all of the things and coming together and it's just like him taking a back roll did make me kind of want like more of a season than a movie for it but i still i don't know i still really like the movie overall though i wonder if we should just like get into reviewing it at this point then I, I feel like we might as well yeah uh you know what i i think i want to start it off with drew because it'd be really funny to me no other reason than that. 
And we'll say it'll be, uh, what's the best five units from a Venture Brothers joke? What's something that comes in fives? Uh, brothers. Oh, yeah. Let me think. Helpers. Anyway. Brothers. We'll say, yeah, we'll say five Venture Brothers out of five. Or, or your... Drachma. Five Drachma. Ooh, Drachma's pretty good. Yeah, okay, Drachma. <laughs> Give it a, a four out of five. Wait, which oh, one oh. is Drachma again? It's Spanakopita. Yeah. Nobody? I feel like I was selfish. <laughs> Spanakopita. But... Yeah. That's what I wanted. Which, which character? Spanakopita, <laughs> the Greek island they went to. Yeah. Oh man. It's where Rusty spends his vacation. It's the only time he's ever happy. Oh yeah. Spanakopita. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's one of the islands that uh, Jonas Venture Senior fought uh, L. Ron Hubbard off of in the <laughs> '60s. Oh man. I love those. Or, I'm sorry. No, it was 1959. Yeah. But anyways, Drew, for your review. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just I thought it was a little. So- uh, I'm not gonna give it five because I thought it was a little selfish. They didn't have like the five-hour summation up front for people like me. That's the backstory. <laughs> they should have had that in there. I think like even a quick summary would have been nice, but yeah, it's still. I well, yeah, surprisingly, like... they did one for like seasons in the past where they've had little recaps for everybody. They should have done something like that for this. So did you know going into it totally blind? I kind of thought there would be something like that. Nah, you okay. <laughs> you were thrown to the wolves yeah. right away. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, good. It's still fun to watch. Oh, uh, did you give Rebirth of Mothra five out of five? I think probably. I'm pretty generous. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. I remember you just being impressed with like the general puppetry and the special effects of that movie, which well, is 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 well, a that banger. is something because like people who watch a lot of movies and stuff are usually really critical, and like since I never watch anything, I'm pretty wild about <laughs> yeah. simple things. Cause I just don't watch movies. I mean, movie magic. I feel like I feel that way oh, still yeah. too. Yeah, I mean that moth looked real. Yeah, they did a really good puppetry with that movie. You know what? Everybody go back watch and uh, go watch Rebirth of Mothra again. There's an evil version of the Peanut Twins and <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't want to get into it. Um, I'll go, I'll go and review next. I'll say uh, I'll, I'll go Adventure Brothers too. I'd give it a four out of five. Adventure Brothers. Um, I would have gone higher too, but it's like I saying I feel like it made me want to have at least a full season and everything. But the movie was still really enjoyable. I had a I had a great time watching it. I was even going to finish it up over like two sessions, but I started watching it late on Tuesday night and I ended up staying later than I should because I'm like, I can't turn it off. This is just such an entertaining ride to the end of what might be the last Venture Brothers outing. Um, I mean, also like the just the technical aspects. The animation still looks great. I love always the style and the choices they have, even for like the action. It, it, it's uh, really well done physical jokes too, which I think helps a lot with a lot of the stuff. It's just, it's a feast for the eyes. And you know what? I'd say grab a bucket of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Movies are back. Watch Adventure Um I mean, this came out the same day as Barbie and Oppenheimer. And I, I think we know which one was more successful. Right. Pigman 3. Um, who's, uh, uh, OSI, what, what's the other organization that Brock's with? OSI. The OSI. The OSI. The intelligence. And it's like a hunter... Uh, what? Hunter, hunter Gathers. Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter Gathers is the name. Ca- hunter name Gathers? Yeah. But it's a joke on Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, it's a Hunter S. Thompson um, parody. I give the movie five out of five uh, trans Hunter Gathers. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember that too. Yeah, that was a fun season. Yeah. Um, I think that they really kind of fumbled with Hunter Gathers. They Because it seems like Hunter Gathers is trans, but then they made him like... They kept with that, but then why isn't Hunter Gathers transitioned? I don't yeah. know. Sorry to take his pause. Oh, yeah, it's weird to actually have them crack their egg, but then go back to being an egg. Yeah, we're talking terms. I 
I don't know. What, uh, yeah, but five. <laughs> um, I don't yeah, know. I was about to say, if you rate it low, we're going to beat your ass. No, I really liked it. It was just, it was really sweet, really funny. Um, I liked the story a lot. It, they paced it really well, and it was like a fun, like, I saw all, most of the characters I wanted to, um, and they kept moving, and yeah, I don't know. Like, it was really heartfelt, like, where when it needed to be, but it was also just so many good stupid fucking jokes and uh it was if that was the last movie i i wouldn't be i'm still sad but i i think it went out on good terms yeah yeah well <clears throat> i'll give it uh four out of five scamps well, scamp. <laughs> yeah uh because yeah it is great i liked it a lot had a pretty good structure but i wish it had been more like a movie yeah like it didn't really like i think even watching blind you could kind of probably tell that it wasn't a movie it was a like a season of something like something that it definitely feels like a lot's missing yeah and like i said that's the biggest criticism i have of it is just i wanted more of things i wish it'd been like a half hour long because i do remember when it was getting to like okay this movie's almost over where's blah 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 and blah like i wanted i wanted more uh, billy and white because they were hardly in this movie yeah. i wanted more brock and it was like he's in the movie but doesn't really do much of anything he he's kind of just interact. reacting to everything yeah. else he barely interacts with the family yeah, yeah that too yeah but yeah the stuff we did get was pretty cool the uh overall kind of like i guess fits with the theme of where like when the ventic tower ends up back in <clears throat> where was the compound they say it in this movie it was like denver right yeah it's in colorado yeah in that colorado. was so sweet that was really wholesome yeah the land was like yeah it's silly but it's fucking venture brothers oh, so yeah, they no, can it, do that it, it's it puts a bow on it so beautifully too yeah 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 and yeah where like all the characters ended up there and how the way it works so yeah i like that it was great if you're a venture brothers fan you'll like it a lot I don't think it felt as satisfying as Operation Prom did, which is what I wanted the series finale to feel like, but whatever. People in hell want ice water. (laughs) I I think I've got to echo everyone's sentiments almost exactly. I also want to give it a four out of five. Um, I, I really enjoy it. It's a wonderful love letter to fans because they do reference so many things from the past. They, they don't answer every question, but they answer a lot of questions. And my, my only criticism is I, I wanted more. Like, from from what I understand from behind-the-scenes talk, if they would have gotten the full season, we would have seen more of Force Majeure than just the two seconds we oh, saw in the Oh, voiced by, uh, by Matt Barry. Yeah, voiced by Matt Barry, which yeah. would have been fucking incredible. But it, instead, that just gets to live in all of our hearts, and we get to think about it, and it's going to be fine, because what they gave us was lovely, I got to see more of my absolute favorite member of the Order of the Triad, which is Jefferson Twilight. Yeah. Got to see his fucking... I'm sorry, this was my favorite part of the movie, and I forgot to bring it up sooner. Um, seeing his, like, work-live space in Chicago with all of these other vigilantes yeah. who are also, oh. like, just anti-social assholes. Yeah. So fucking funny. Yeah, it's so fucking good. You knew we <laughs> <laughs> That was so good. Uh, man. You gotta get my war van out, you gotta move your blood vessel. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a good like I said, it's 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 nice we have it. It'd be great if we got more, but if we didn't get this I think we'd all be pretty sad, so it feels nice. Yeah. You know what? We didn't even talk about so much that's in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, Voltron. <laughs> great yeah. Voltron. Right? Uh, yeah, as soon as I saw it I thought of you. Yeah. Ventronic. 
Ventronic. Yeah, and the Ventronic, we barely talked about Sheila and her thing, which, like, I think if they'd retool this, which, like I said, if it had been more like a movie, it would have been Sheila's movie, because I think she was kind of the main character. But then you would have had to cut so much more out. And, like, friggin' Monarch and Gary arguing over (laughs) who sang uh, Roxanne. Oh, that's, that's a thing, which I... So I've seen this movie multiple times, and it was great going back to the beginning, because when you look at that initial uh, thing the OSI reacts to, that initial explosion, um, you, you notice in the background, like, oh yeah, that is Brick Frog's logo, like, being impressed into the wall, and all of that other shit. It's really like, funny. You can, you can definitely see the hints from the beginning, and it's really I like nice they don't show from. the scene of him actually doing it, but they show, like, the upgraded suit and technology and everything, too. Oh, yeah. And Brick Frog. And there was kind of like almost a theme that they also didn't touch on, like like a changing of the guard sort of thing. Like they mentioned how the guild, like their like silly, like golden age type villain, and then you've got this new like 90s modern age uh, grim and gritty sort of uh, guild coming around in Arch. And that's sort of in there. They, they probably would have played with it a bit more if they'd gotten the entire season, but I appreciated it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good effort all around, I feel like. Oh, and that we finally know the relation between Monarch and Dr. Venture. Yeah. Which makes sense. It does, and that's probably the best way to put it, but I guess the fact that he he's supposed to be, he and Rusty are a clone of the same person. Yeah. But we know they're different enough, and they say there's baboon DNA in there so that he doesn't isn't bald. But I guess that's also why his eyes are different, because in the episode where he tries to get in the Ventec Tower, he... It asks for a retinal scan, and he does it, and it rejects him. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, it makes him just just different enough and more aggressive. Yeah, I I thought that was a really cool. I like that it was in the title, and it was just like, oh, here's forty seconds of it. At yeah, the yeah at the very end of the movie. Because yeah. I was expecting Baboon to be like a like a constant thread in the movie, and I guess it was an invisible thread. But yes. like, I, I I appreciate like naming it and making it like. Feel much bigger. I mean, than also his. great use of J.K. Simmons too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great, yeah, great to have him back. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's it's a good time. I feel like we can get right into the silly game section. Quit playing stupid games. Which was uh, I'm just gonna do a new one, which is rating all of the classic. I'd say each of us go around and give what we feel like was the best original Adult Swim lineup shows. The best original Adult Swim lineup shows. I want you to pick your top three. I'm going to give you all from this list. Well, like I said, this might be easier for you, Drew. <laughs> you already let us down immensely. Yes, I know. We're really disappointed in you. I'm probably uh, just going to go home after this. <laughs> Back to Arkansas. Oh, damn. <laughs> I can't even see Ween. Damn. Um, no, not worth it. Yeah. Embarrassed. Um, I'll, I'll give the list here, which is... I wrote down, I feel like, what qualifies as all the animated original shows, because I'm not going to do, like, Tim and Eric. Mm-hmm. Though, Tom Goes and Eric could count, but I'm not going to do that either. But I feel like we have Aqua Teen, Harvey Birdman... Home movies, Metalocalypse, C Lab, Twenty Twenty One, the Black, uh, the Brack Show, uh, the Black Show, the the Brack Show, Vinger Brothers, of course, and then Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! You're not gonna list Minora Team. Uh, You're not gonna ooh. list Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. Uh, as far as like calling those original, like I wouldn't even put Metalocalypse on there because Adult Swim have been around for quite a while, 
quite a few years before Metalocalypse we'll just came fucking out. cross off <laughs> Metalocalypse, okay. But I mean, just yeah. put it really anything. I don't think any of us really... Are, does it have to be something from the original Adult Swim lineup, or can it just be a show that Adult Swim originally produced? Because you want to say more oral. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course I fucking do. You can put more oral on there. I'll do it. I gotta rewatch okay. it. It's very good. I highly recommend yeah, it. To I like that show. That's why I actually watched that one. Yeah. Hell yeah! That's Thank fun. you, Drew. I feel like it's still that. I feel like it's say it's of that era because like Metal Octopus definitely was later. Home movies technically was like a few years after uh, Adult Swim had been running, and they picked it up to re-air it and make their own seasons. But I feel like my top three uh, like would easily be, of course, Venture Brothers, Harvey Birdman, and then Home Movies for sure. Um, which I think is kind of fun because they like, all kind of encompass wildly different shows with different tones. I, I always want to put Aqua Teen Hunger Force in there because it's always been there for me, but, like, that's an inaccessible show, I feel like. like yeah. I'll, I can't show that to other people. You had to be, I think you had to watch it at that specific time and enjoy it. I do appreciate Carl the older I get. Uh, yeah. I see myself in Carl more as I, I mean, age. he really is the funniest character oh, in yeah. the show. Yeah. <laughs> One million percent. Yeah, if you can't remember 9-11, you probably don't like Aqua Teen. Now that's a t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt. I'd also put Space Ghost, Coast to Coast as like top tier, but I'd almost count it outside of the realm of those things. Yeah, because I'm sure they aired it on Adult Swim at some point, but it wasn't an Adult Swim show. No, yeah. I'm going to take that off too. Yeah. Space Ghost. He's a shit. Um... Yeah, I mean, I love Space Ghost early. I guess uh, C-Lab, Home Movies, and... Uh, I don't know. Like, Venture Bro- Brothers and, like, Harvey Birdman's <laughs> kind of tight for me. Yeah. But, like, looking back as a kid, like, me and my mom, we'd always watch C-Lab. Um, <laughs> and just, like, I still, like, I'll take a shit and look at Home Movies clips on the toilet. I mean, that's not... If you want to talk about it as you get older, I think we all become more like Coach McGurk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it... I have a... Yeah, I'm absolutely Coach McGurk, or like whatever su- sad guy like Paul is dating. Yeah. yeah, they did a really good job with that too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kind of funny, Lucy K. His dad. <laughs> so fucking funny. So, I'll, I'm not even gonna count Venture Brothers because that's kind of its own thing. One of the greatest scripted shows, ele- scripted television shows ever. So I'll go if. C-Lab, Harvey Birdman, and Aqua Teen. Because I think those are the shows that are really like their adult swim through and through. Bread butter. Yeah, yeah. their sense of humor. And like Aqua Teen especially, like that's the quintessential adult swim I show, like... I think. It's non-sequitorial humor. The animation sucks. Yeah. <laughs> They're, the plots make no fucking sense, which is one of the reasons why I didn't like the newest Aqua Teen movie. Like, I got some enjoyment out of it, but... It has real animation, which I didn't want, and it has an actual <laughs> plot, which I didn't want. I want, like, the original movie, the, the, what's going on? They're trying Just to build a yeah. fucking exercise machine. And, <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. They couldn't get Neil Pert back. Um, yeah. Speaking of, like, word salad plot, did you like 12-Ounce Mouse? I never really got into 12-Ounce Mouse. I, I think still I don't know what it was. As a 10-year-old, it was, like, so fucking sick. It's, yeah. it's such a transcendent miniseries. Mm-hmm. Although I, I guess it's a longer series now. Which, yeah, I, I didn't realize at the time that it was a episodic, not episodic, the opposite. It was, like, serialized. That it was, like, mm-hmm. one long story. I think it's something I would appreciate more now as an adult than I would have back then, because it is a little slow burn oh, on yeah. things. Yeah. I think, talking all the shows, I think at the height of comedy, the funniest show of all the lineups definitely was C-Lab 2021. 
Because I think about so many specific jokes oh, from that still. Bebop Cola. Bebop Cola. Yeah. Bebop, we'll be just hitting him in the face yeah. with it. Yeah. That is exact change, jerk face. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarro, I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. just in my head, it'll be like, Bizarro, I love you, Bizarro, I love you. Yeah. Ice cube shooting out. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the mustache stays on. <laughs> just so many great lines from that show. I'll be an Adrian Barbobot. <laughs> and yeah, that's something that Queen Dapple. I think uh, Henry Cos was the name of the dude who played Captain Murphy. Yeah, yeah. and Something like when that. he died, and then they brought in his. I think it was the dude's actual son to play like yeah. that character. But he just, I'm sure the guy probably was funny enough on his own, but yeah. just you can't replace the character of Captain Murphy. No, it's really hard you to. Can't. How do you like me now, chin strap? <laughs> Oh man, so many great episodes. Alright, I gotta I gotta give it to Moral Oral. I yeah. gotta give it to the Venture Brothers. And yeah. I gotta give it to Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Harvey Birdman's another one where I tied almost for C Lab twenty twenty one for being just so fucking funny all the time. And also I wanna give it an honorary reward of Harvey Birdman having the funniest tie in video game. Because it is just a parody of Phoenix Wright. Yeah. That is uh perfect, I feel like, for everything about it. It's so when with those, not so much more Laurel, but I was thinking with like Aqua Teens, Harvey Birdman, C Lab, and then Harvey Birdman, you kind of have like a bridge from like complete nonsense to like tighter scripts. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, C Lab, like there's, it's a tighter script, but there's still a lot of nonsense. And then Harvey Birdman, I think so much of that was just really tight <laughs> scripts and dialogue. It's funny, even oh, the yeah. animation style is like they actually started trying a little bit more with Harvey Birdman. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if you if you watch like that first episode, it's like really kind of weird looking. It's it's very jarring. Yeah. yeah, they never they didn't use any old assets in that show, which is, I did appreciate. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It just it's very orange. The colors are kind of off. Everything like any yeah. kind of pilot of a show. Like if you're like, why does this look different from the rest of the series? Like, well, they probably made it before all the rest of them. Oh yeah, no, they made that thing in like 1998. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, something I regularly think of was just. As a kid, just saying, you got that thing I sent you, you know, oh, like yes. that, that line lives in my head. Uh, the one is just the one word, snackerdoodle. <laughs> oh, uh, and also this, uh, you should be dumpster diving for ham scraps, you six-piece chicken McNobuddies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of great ones, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch some of these shows and get back to you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I'm not ranking. I don't know, are they... Are those things still on HBO um, or Max? Oh, now? God. I know Harry Birdman is. But... They're taking a lot off, right? Yeah, yeah. they've been taking a lot of stuff off. Oh, God. We fucking forgot to talk about everyone's favorite show, Rick and Morty. Mm. <laughs> Wub-a-dub-dub. Well, that's really uh, kind of like when I guess I guess Old Adult Swim had probably been kind of dead for a little while. But yeah. I think that revitalized. But it's also that's kind of a show as far as like popularity on the caliber of like a Simpsons or something. It's not as good as The Simpsons, but it's got that kind of broader appeal. Yeah. Whereas like Aqua Teens and Harvey Birdman and Sea Lab and Moral Laurel were always more of a niche. They're like your family dog, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> That's for the real fans out there of the dull animation from the 90s. Man. I felt like I cut you off earlier. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I'm too pissed to remember and I'm so goddamn angry. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I probably had some stupid thought that didn't need to go anywhere to begin with. I mean, yeah, you don't even have, do you have enough experience with Adult Swim to... Um, of, of these shows, I, I did watch Aqua Teen. It took me uh, probably to about 2000 and... 
seven to like it. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> I remember just seeing it as a young boy, and I just I didn't I didn't get, get it, you know. Yeah, and I then like I fair. came back to it later, which I probably should do with a lot of these shows. I just like imagine just, a young Drew watching, being like, "Quit being weird, <laughs> just yelling at your television." It's just these guys are supposed to be detectives. What's happening? Yeah, I just I don't know. I just I couldn't follow it, you know. Yeah. There's <laughs> like. There's a lot going on. I, I was yeah. with it right away. But I, I did the like, silly voices. Yeah. I bet I need to... I did like Moral Oral a lot. But um, I, I need to rewatch some of these stuff. Because people, you know, always talk about C-Lab and just loves you yeah. know, all that stuff. C-Lab is such an infinitely quotable show. Although, God, of the, of the three shows that I know that duo worked on together, of uh, C-Lab, Archer, and Frisky Dingo... I think Frisky Dingo may be my favorite of, of the three. I've like, never seen it. It's I think really so like it. fucking funny and stupid. You'll you'd love it, and it's gonna force you to buy a Scion TC. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down on my phone now. It's just Scion TC. Yeah, Scion TC. Scion TC. I watched a bit of Frisky Dingo, but I never watched the spinoff, the Exticles. It it only got two episodes. Really? Yeah. I just remember it being on sometimes and never watched it. And I think probably because like the Xander Cage or whatever his name was in that in Frisky Dingo, he's probably my least favorite character in it. Oh, Xander's not even featured in the uh, Exticles spinoff. It's oh. all Ian Michael Black. Oh, I do like Michael. I Michael Ian Black. Michael, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was like, I, this is. This it took is... me a minute because like all the words are there; they're just in the wrong order. Equal Man Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like that, that that wraps it up. We can get into the. Good old recommendation and plugs. Recommendations. Because, you know, we, we've had a good time. This is a reminiscing episode. Oh, yeah. I recommend everyone doesn't watch Last Man Standing. That's a good recommendation. I feel like it's, uh, we all make fun of Chuck Lorre shows, but if you wanted to make something even... More violent off the top of just completely banal. It'd be Last Man Standing. Um, I got something you guys should watch. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, your attitudes. <laughs> I'm fucking tired of this shit right now. I'm just done. <laughs> Look at that. Another clop for classic recommendation of just fucking worthless nothing. Uh, fuck you. I watched uh, Akira. Is that how you say it? Yeah. No. Uh, Akira. I watched that for the first time. That was special. You've never seen it before? No. It fucking blew your mind, right? Yeah, no, I was like, I definitely saw the blueprint for a lot of media that I... Okay. I have to ask, did you watch the movie because of that meme video going around of the uh, of them going, Akira, with the sound effects and it's pictures of cats instead of Akira? <laughs> that definitely contributed. Okay, because that one made me laugh really hard. I, I think just seeing the bike slide over and over again and seeing the, uh, the, the ding noise memes, I yeah. think that definitely made me more... How do we feel about the bike slide homage? Does it feel overdone now at this point? It feels a little overdone, but it's like, it's a reference to a cool thing. I'm not going to expect people to stop referencing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of like a cool thing to do. If I was an animator that was good at it, it would be fun to do. Also, Aaron, did you simultaneously then watch the first episode of The Simpsons? Because those came out the same year. Really? Yeah. But, and both are uh, Akira and the a first metaphor. episode of The Simpsons. And they are both a metaphor for uh, something. Oh, well, Homer works in nuclear energy. So that is another weird connection with those two. Yes, I I don't know. This is actually established, I think, in a later season. But Springfield is a suburb of Neo-Tokyo. Yeah, it just makes sense. Sick.
Um, if you really like this, this is a recommendation for your recommendation. You should go and read the manga. I'll do that. Oh, before I forget, have you guys seen Zombie 100 yet? No, no. I need to watch it. I've heard good things from y- many people. Y'all would fucking love it. It's uh, it's on Netflix right now. How many but zombies I'll, are... I'll check out the manga. How many zombies are in it? A hundred. Exactly? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's pretty cool. Do so, they have to sh- cancel the show if they lose any of the zombies? Yeah. That's it, a bummer. A lot of people will lose their jobs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in this industry, you wouldn't want that to happen. Uh, the reason I recommend the manga, the guy who directed Akira also did the manga before, and it goes on, I think, for six or seven volumes. It's a lot longer than the movie, but it goes in a He was still doing direction. the manga when they made the movie. Yes, oh, yeah, it was. True. Wow. The, the movie is a truncated version of most of the first volume and the very end of the sixth volume. So you miss a uh, lot that's happening in between. You don't even get the lunch lady. Not, not a joke, there's like a... Um, it's, it's hard to explain. There's this one lady that helps him out that's just like a big burly lady. That's like She's the, in the movie. She just doesn't. And if you watch the dub, they've used a male voice rather than a female. Yeah. But yeah, she shows up in some of the protests in the movie. Which is about... Mm. She's like one of the all-time classic like manga characters. Mm. She's so great in that. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess, you know what? If we're doing recommendations and being complete weebs, uh, this is one I would never expected to recommend, but they somehow... The fucking Mad Men did it. They pulled it off. They made a good live-action anime adaptation. The One Piece live-action really? show oh. is good. That's I'm, awesome. I'm afraid to, to say this. I'm brave enough to say it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I've, I mean, I haven't finished the show, so I could be wrong in my recommendation. But at the same time, I've seen enough people online and friends that I respect saying that it was good overall. But it's uh, they put a lot of time and effort into it. The writing treats all of the stuff pretty well. And fleshed out, but still keeping a lot of the goofiness of the manga and anime. Um, Shira Odo oversaw a lot of it as well, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. But I think my favorite fact, I've told Martin this too many times now, but uh, Sonny Chiba, one of my favorite Japanese actors, his son plays Zoro in the series, which is kind of fun. Who's the the sushi chef slash uh, katana blacksmith from Kill Bill. So. Hattori Hunter, oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, isn't, Satori, isn't he dead, Sonny Chiba? He died from COVID. Oh, oh I didn't know that. I would have thought he. I thought he died not too long after Kill Bill came out. Yeah. Street Fighter. He. Uh, one of my favorite facts about him is he had um, the Yakuza Wolf and then uh, the Wolf Man come out at the same time. Where one movie's about a gangster who gains the powers of a wolf, and the other's about a gangster named Yakuza Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Both movies fucking kick ass, by the way. That's awesome. And that's not a joke. It's like you go watch both of them and you'll be like, why did they let this happen? This is so confusing. <laughs> why didn't they just combine them into one movie? They should have. Yeah. Yeah. You got any recommendations to plug? Uh, recommend absolutely anything. You can recommend feelings. You can recommend a book. Recommend a type of sandwich. Recommend, uh, recommend just hanging out well, with someone. Well, one thing we don't recommend, rac- racism. Don't do that. Oh, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time in Arkansas. <laughs> but I won't do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been a real loser the past year and played a lot of video games. <clears throat> and one I've really, really enjoyed was Bloodborne. Ooh. You ever heard of this? Bloodborne. It's such a cool aesthetic for that game. Yeah, I fucking love Bloodborne. I got so into that for a, a while. So I heavily recommend that if you like cosmic horror and gothic era. Architecture. I like, yeah, because the approach to the game is like, what if we made everything like Victorian era with Elder Gods, but everything's wet. Everything's and just wet all the time. Everything's so <laughs> fucking wet. And you wet. get to parry with a gun, which is really fun. Yeah. And they made it really 
pretty forgiving. So even if you're bad at parries, you'll probably land one. Mm -hmm. So that feels good. It's yeah. their their entire video essay is dedicated to how good the game design is in Bloodborne for a reason. Yeah. So that probably because I, I was deep into that for months. Like all I thought about. <laughs> like I'd wake up like, oh, what if I went down this path? And it really, really got a hold of me, so I'd recommend that. Yeah, I think I think Boulder's Gate Three might take a really big grasp on you if you oh, do it. It's gonna have a. I imagine it's gonna be a bit of a learning curve, just because it seems so dense. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a shot. My brother-in-law's already playing it. He's big in oh, yeah. the. D &D. I think it, the reason it's so fun is they actually do adhere to like D and D rules. For, like if you play tabletop fifth edition mm. like you literally have to do like long rest to get your spells back in the game mm. you have to do a lot of like checks for like persuasion and talking and stuff like that as you're dealing with characters it's it's so good and the, you get to see almost every character's genitals if you play it right <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah i'll definitely check that out for the genitals and i'm just i'm hearing nothing but praise for it yeah i mean yeah bloodborne fucking rules yeah i <laughs> uh, uh... I, I recommend Psychonauts 2. I pre-ordered a physical copy like a year ago, and I finally got it. So Limited runs? Yeah. Run, well, yeah. I am 8-bit or whatever. One of those fucking companies. It's I'm enjoying it, though. Great game. It's like if Tim Burton didn't fall off in the late 90s. That's a good way of putting it. Also, Limited Runs, that's when I get a Taco Bell late night. You know <laughs> great, great. Hey, everybody, I recommend you... you. Here's, here's another recommendation for you. Laugh at Brandon Kirkman. Thank you. That's one of the best recommendations we've had on this podcast. <laughs> I really need it right now. <laughs> Not been doing well. Uh, no, I've been doing great. <laughs> you're glowing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really greasy. I got a shower after this. No, you got that dad glow. No, you're, you've always been a glower, not a shower. Yeah, thank you. I'm just like, I mean, like Bloodborne, I'm just kind of wet all the time. I'm just kind of <laughs> gooey. And it's pretty sweet in that game if you uh, backstab the pigs just right. It, it looks like you're shoving your whole arm up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Nothing funnier than shoving an arm up an ass. The whole thing, too. Yeah. It really gets in there. It's beautiful. Well, I think we got. I think we can do this one. Are you guys ready for the, the yeah. sign-off? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, right. one last thing. Do you know pigs have the same asshole as humans? Uh, my cousin told me that. Nice. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I gotta assume a lot of creatures have pretty similar buttholes, right? Pigs are dead. <laughs> uh, dead on. <laughs> what was the sign off? <laughs> I think that's the new sign off. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know pigs have the same assholes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Three, two, one. one. You're, You're gonna, gonna like the way, way this pig looks. I, I guarantee, guarantee it. it. <laughs> Is that the sign off? This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>